Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. In hour number one of the show, we heard from Coach David Shaw, Stanford head football coach, talking all things NFL draft. And then we also heard from Georgia defensive tackle, Jordan Davis. Still got Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah, on the way. Charles Davis from NFL Network. Have him on the way in a matter of minutes. But first, we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. Also, the Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword r What is your excitement level for the draft? What has you most fired up? Let's talk to our guy, Fargo Raider. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show, my man. Hey. What's up? Q. What's up? Come on. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. <laughs> Uh, wake up, dog! Wake I up! You guys were gonna go to the interview, my bad. No, no, we got you first, dog. You got, we got you first. I appreciate that. Uh, I just wanted to chime in, um, and uh, it reminded me when the texter said um, the comparison with Coon. Yeah, yeah. To the uh, to that player, and then uh, downtown Raider chimed in and said the same thing. And I, I am also uh, encouraged by the fact that we've done great in the later rounds. Those have never been rounds that we could worry about. In fact, we found some gems in there. And that really makes it that much better that we don't have to worry about a first and second round pick this time around. There will be no no uh, drama or no skepticism about those. Like everybody keeps saying, we're just going to scream blackjack. <laughs> 17 and 4 is 21. And we're going to be happy to do it, you know? It's, a, it's Vegas, baby. There you go. There you Thank go. Thank you guys for taking my call. You have a good one. All right, man. You too. I definitely appreciate you, Fargo Raider right there. Let's hustle up and go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Talk to our guy, Mitch, in New Jersey. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? True. What you never know what's on my mind. I'm like a fox and truck, but I think you heard that line already. <laughs> I How have. You Hey, how about uptown, midtown? Is this a downtown? <laughs> it's be a midtown. Hell, you're in town. Come just come to town. <laughs> it don't matter what hey, part of town it is. Just come to town. <laughs> someday, I'll, I'll, someday I'll visit past the Mississippi River. There you go. Hey, um, I wish, I don't know if it's Steve Smith that started, started those rules about trading our tight end. We need him. Him and Adam, it's going to be awesome. Why don't we take a page from the Rams? The heck with the assets. Trade your whole future trade. I think the Rams have trade the last uh, three seconds of uh, the future uh, three seconds of first round picks. Yeah. Let's get in. Let's get in the first round around here by using our uh, first round picks in the future years. Start with next year. We can do it. I love to have Davis, and you know I like to have Drake London. Thanks for taking my call, Q. All right. Yeah. Hey, thank you, thank you, my man. I appreciate you calling from New Jersey. And yeah, I mean Drake London would be fantastic. Jordan Davis would be outstanding. Uh, I don't see the Raiders doing that. You know, I just and I don't have a problem with the Rams. Their way of uh, handling their business, giving up their first round picks, but they're giving up their first round picks for proven veterans. They're not giving up their first round picks to make another pick. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, like the Rams trade all the first, but if we yeah. can get these guys, right, right. So uh, I think that the Raiders have done a good job in the later rounds. Um, you know, if you go back and look at it, it's so funny. And I did my podcast about this today, and then we'll hear from Charles Davis in just a second. I did my podcast about this is that 
We kept hearing from Mike Mayock that the Raiders want foundational players, foundational players, foundational players. Honestly, Raider Nation, there's a foundation is there. The foundation is there. You know, I kind of touched on this on the show yesterday. There were some things to like about what they did. Not everything. But there were some things to like about what they did. They did put some foundational pieces in place. You know, uh, Nate Hobbs is one of them. Trayvon Merrick is another one. Max Crosby clearly is one. Hunter Renfro is one. Malcolm Koontz could be one. Devon Diablo has an opportunity to be one. I mean, that's just an, a few off the top of my head. Alex Leatherwood, if he can figure it out, he, he could be one now. He's a first-round pick. But, I mean, he's still, it's the foundation. So something, everything we heard from Mayock for so long about we want to have this foundation, we want to build these, yeah, they actually did a pretty good job of that. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to defend them. I'm not trying to say that they were perfect. None of us are. They weren't, for sure. They missed on some picks that you just can't miss on. And they did. And obviously other things happened. But for what they were trying to do, a lot of it actually did get accomplished. We'll take one more call. 702-365-9200. Who's up? Jay in Monterey. Jay in the 831, I think. Jay, what's up? Welcome this, to the show. That's a fact, man. It's cute. It's a beautiful day in Monterey, bro. It's like always, almost always a beautiful day in Monterey. I believe so listen, it. Listen, I'm a... I'm a rookie. I'm not a rookie. Well, yeah, I'm a rookie caller. I've only called the radio maybe four times in my life. Called JT a couple times last week nice. to celebrate DC4 getting his money. So, you know, recognize that. And anyway, I never called you guys, man. And I would like to say thank you for having me on first. Love you guys. So excited about Raider Nation Radio being up and running, man. What a boon. What a, what a great, great joy for all of us uh, zealots who are true fanatics like myself and Fargo and uh, Steelers are all these boys that call you regular. I listen to you guys all the time. I love all you listeners. Keep it coming. You know, not to be stay off topic, but look, Raider Nation unite, man. I forget who it was, you know, a few months ago saying, when you see somebody in the Raider gear, that's your brother, your sister, you look them in the eye and you give them a nod or you give them a Raiders <laughs> or you give them something. You don't, you don't look away. You celebrate. Uh, you celebrate the nation. Hey, listen, I'm pretty excited about the draft. Look, I mean, like everybody says, when uh, I forget who it was, it was just on a couple calls before me. But yeah, when our pick comes around and Green Bay's up, we start screaming, we start screaming, Devontae, bro, Bulldogs, let's go, let's go, Fresno Bulldogs. You know, call Blackjack, whatever you want, Fargo, get some. Um, I tell you what's really exciting, though, it's not really the draft itself for me. Um, you know, we are already set with that foundation. You got, you got it right, bro. Like you were just saying, we're set. We got all that youth. All those youths are going to come through, man. You're three. You're two guys that get it, that are stuck. Nate Hobbs, the natural. Give me a break, man. Picking him up. Come on, dude. He's a stud. Merrick is going to be a stud. You know, you know, whatever we do with Abram, I don't know. But, again, back to the topic. I'm excited to see what this sneak attack regime, this cadre of ass kickers that come in quick and quiet uh, and just get their work done, man. They're just kicking ass. What are they going to do for us? in these later rounds. I mean, they're saying that all the, all the money picks are in our range, right? Right in that, uh, what is it, like 60 to 100 or something? Yeah, yeah. We're right, we're right there. I don't want to give away any future draft stock. I really don't. Look, it would be bomb for us to have <laughs> a first-round pick. So maybe because of the impact, the peripheral impact to Vegas, the excitement level that the nation would have to have a, a first-round pick in their house on draft day. I mean, what a crazy alignment of the stars to have that go down. But I don't think it will, and it's, it's all right. We don't have to sacrifice and mortgage much of our, our draft cap in the future uh, because we got Devontae at number one and number two. 
and he's worth it. And Devonte and, and listen, don't. This is where I want to drop a superlative f bomb for effect, but I won't. Don't <laughs> in trade. Listen, you don't in trade Darren Waller. You just don't. Right. It's stupid. Get off of that. Just get off of that. Yep. You're wasting time. It's clickbait. It's 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 those poor people, those poor damn cheddarheads that just lost the best receiver in the game. That's gotta hurt. You gotta feel for them. But they ain't trading DC or, or they ain't trading Waller, man. Why would they? Like I told JT the other day, it's not just that he's a again superlative f bomb stud because he is. The dude is a stud, <laughs> and, and it didn't line up for him last year. Get off him! Yeah, he wasn't playing like he was in prior years. You try playing with a bad back. My back hurts. It's hard for me to do my job. You try playing with a high ankle sprain, right? Get out there and catch balls. Can you go run routes with a high ankle? It makes sense to me. He ain't quitting. I'm sober three years. Okay, this guy is sober. He's not out there. Yeah, he's out there in the community, but he's not out there fishing for cameras to say, look at my sobriety. He was sober before Max. Bless Max. Love this. Sh- I almost cussed again. Hey, Love the hell easy. out of Max. <laughs> Love the hell out of I'm just motivated, guys. I'm, I'm, you know, I want to get it all in. I see. Uh, I'm passionate. Um, Love the hell out of Max, man. And glad for him to put 320 or what was it? No, 311 on his, yeah. on his right hand. I'm with you, Max. I'm three years sober. I'm, it's such a power trip. Knowing that I got this thing every single day, it's a struggle. I get up, but I know I got it. And I, I feel geeked and, and charged every day because I'm powerful in my sobriety. I'm, I'm not trying to preach. Just saying, outside of football, too, Waller is such a character guy. You don't trade that guy. No, okay, no. Okay, moving on. We're going to sign him. Everybody's getting paid. <laughs> And we're gonna. You know, I'm super excited. About All right, Jay. We got. I'm sorry. We got it. We got a. We got a run, man. Great call. Great call from Monterey. The eight three one. I used to live in Seaside, so I definitely represent you. You got to definitely make sure you call back, man. You can't get it all in in one in one big deep breath. But uh, we definitely appreciate the passion and appreciate the call. With that being said, I want to get into the conversation I had earlier today with NFL Network's Charles Davis. We were at Caesar's Palace. We were poolside talking all things NFL draft. Here at Caesars Palace in a beautiful cabana here with my guy from NFL Network, Charles Davis. And Charles, I know you like Las Vegas. You've been on the show many times talking about Las Vegas. How nice is this? It is as nice as you can imagine and then some. Right, this right. Is, this is, you know, what's the old expression? Chamber of, Chamber of Commerce Day? <laughs> not, not that Vegas needs to sell itself. At I think all. they got it covered. But, boy, I think people are going to see it and go, oh, my goodness. Because coming out of the pandemic, mm-hmm. we're all trying to get back to the fun we had right, before. Right, right. I think people who may have gotten out of the game a little bit going to go, oh, that's right, Vegas. Right, right. You know, right. last time we did this, I believe I was in Nashville. You were in Nashville. Yeah. And that was nice. That was great. But you're poolside at Caesars Palace. doesn't get much better than this. Yeah, the only thing is I'm one of those guys has to keep his shirt on. Okay, I'm that guy. You know, everybody, I respect that. Everybody else is down there. You know, they're able to work on their tan. And, you know, they're taking in the rays. They, get, they look good in their suit. Right. I've got the shirt on. Hey, right? man. Hey. And, 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 hey, I'm not above putting some towels over my legs. Man, hey, I'm not either. Okay? Hey, whatever makes it worse. Because I don't look like they look. <laughs> hey, when in Vegas, nobody's worried about it. I nobody's look, worried about it. I don't look as good as they look. Nobody's worried about how we look here in Vegas. But I'll tell you what, man. The NFL draft is right around the corner. It kicks off tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Awesome just to see the whole event. And I've heard a lot that it's a down draft, and I don't believe that. I don't believe it's a down draft because there's so many guys that are in the draft. I feel like it's going to be a really deep draft where you might get real good talent in the third, fourth, fifth round. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I think when we ever, whenever the down draft comes up, it's because quarterbacks. There you go. Right. I mean, that's just, you know, they drive everything and we right. understand it. Could you imagine if this year's draft had been last year? Huh. 
Jeez. And all those quarterbacks right. with that attention coming to Las right. Vegas, what Jeez. that would have been like. Oh, man. Doesn't mean the quarterbacks in this class can't be stars down the road. Mm-hmm. I know many people think I'm really negative on this quarterback class. I'm not negative on the quarterback class. I'm just saying my evaluation of this year's class versus last year's class is not the same. Right. That's all. Yeah. Now we just got to see how they play. Mm-hmm. All right. Russell Wilson was a third round pick. Right. Facts. Okay. <laughs> right. Dak Prescott was a fourth round pick. Yeah. Who blew it out right from his rookie year. Yes. Immediately. Immediately. Yep. So, so we never know, but you have to go off of your evaluation before you pick. That's why I'm saying right. I would take all the quarterbacks last year over the first one this year. Right. But again, we'll see how it all plays out. Well, with your evaluations, what classes or what positions do you feel like is a really deep position right now? Edge rushers okay. is going to be, I mean, we could go one, two, three right out of the gate right. if Houston goes with Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. Because we're expecting Aiden Hutchinson and mm-hmm. uh, Trayvon Walker to go right out of the gate. Right. We'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Offensive linemen, we're going to get a run on tackles. Okay. And when I say run, definitely three. Mm-hmm. The fourth one probably going to be pinning. Right. And then we have to see if we could have Tyler Smith from Tulsa. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, yeah. that could be it. At a certain point, we're going to get a run on receivers. Yeah. And that's going to start in the top ten. And right. there might be the tr- the first big trade up might be to, be to make sure they get a receiver. Right. So we're going to get all those mm-hmm. cats come mm-hmm. off the board. And uh, at some point, people got to cover those receivers. Right. And get a defensive back to run. Yeah. Especially at the corner. Mm-hmm. Although, safety position with Hamilton mm-hmm. from Notre Dame, he's going to go lower, maybe, than probably his talent should. Okay. But whoever gets him is going to get a jewel. Dax Hill from Michigan, I think, is going to find his way into the first round. But I think he's more of a corner than he is a safety. Okay. So we'll see how, see how he's evaluated as we go. Right. But then we're definitely going to get a big run on the corners. As far as the corners go, you got the guys that we know are at the top. We know Sauce Gardner. We know Stingley's going to go at the top. You know, McDuffie. After that, how, how much separates the talent as far as the drop-off? How not, big is the drop-off? Not a ton. I really think the top two is where the quote-unquote separator sweet, yeah, is, okay. if it's a separator. I think when you start to throw in Booth, you throw in McDuffie, mm-hmm. uh, Booth from uh, Clemson, um, you throw in Kyler Gordon, who yeah. I think a lot of people are sleeping on from okay. Washington. That's when we're starting to get in there. Dax Hill, as I said, people mm-hmm. have been calling him a safety through the whole process. I think a lot of teams are evaluating him as a corner okay. or as at least a nickel. Right. So then we go from there. And look, Let's get past the corners. Mm-hmm. One of my absolute favorites in this draft is a safety from Baylor named Jalen Petrie. Man, I covered I him. Loved, yeah, I love okay. Jalen Petrie. Nice. Tyron Matthews, the patron saint of modern of our era of right. football in terms of instincts mm-hmm. at the secondary. Since then, I've said Antoine Winfield reminds me of him, and Elijah Molden reminds me of him. Mm-hmm. This is my next in line of wow. reminding me of Tyron Matthews, and that's Jalen Petrie. Yeah, I like him a lot. And I'm signing my name next to him. I, hey, there you go. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a co-sign right there because I, I covered him at Baylor, and yeah. I've seen what he was able to do. And I mean, just a playmaker. Playmaker. Ball, right. We use the term ball magnet way too much, but he is. Mm-hmm. If you just watch a game and you're disciplined enough to watch the game, you just watch number eight. In whatever uniform they're wearing, green, gold, white, you right, know, nowadays right. it could be anything, about 12 right? of them. Yep. Just follow him. He will take you to the play. Right, right. What do you say about the people that say, well, the Big 12 doesn't play defense? I understand what they're saying because mm-hmm. of scores. Right. But it's hard to play defense when they're so tuned up on offense. Right. you got a lot of offensive wizards in the Big 12 yeah. that are putting it out there, and you're trying to survive. Mm-hmm. It's an arena football light to me. Defense in, in – in, let's just leave it in the Big 12. Yeah. I think it's like this in a lot of places. But defense in college football is can you get stops? Mm-hmm. How many empty possessions can you create on the other side? Right. I may lose – I may win 55 to 50, but one –
motion mm-hmm. that I did with my defense, that might count as a successful day for a day. Right. That's how arena football used to be when I covered it. Yeah. Remember, if you could, they kicked the field goal, yeah. that was kind of, that's considered, some people considered a half a stop. Mm-hmm. If you held them from scoring at all, that's a full stop. If you got two and a half to three of those in mm-hmm. a game, you likely won the football game. Right. That's what it feels like in college football. And getting back to Petrie, I mean, what he did in Dave Aranda's defense, I oh. mean, he still was able to make a lot of good plays, a lot of good even, plays. even with the defense that gave up points. And you covered him and you yep. saw him. You could play where's Jalen on every snap. Every snap. And that reminds me of a Harrison Smith. Okay. But the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. And every snap, you don't know where he's going to be. But you know, something good is about to happen for that defense. Right, no doubt about it. One quick question for you as far as the offensive linemen go. How difficult is the transition from college when it's spread out, throwing the ball around the yard, to the NFL where I know it's getting more spread out, yeah. but still it's 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 a different game. Yeah, it's a little bit different. It's it's Let's use Charles Cross as an example, okay. Mississippi State. Best, best pass protector in the draft in my estimation. Best footwork, best hands, mm-hmm. best everything. I think that because that's been said so many times, I think people in their minds see Charles Cross as this six foot six, two hundred fifty pound guy mm-hmm. who's just dancing. This slim. Have mm-hmm. you seen Charles Cross? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He put together. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So they didn't ask him to run block. They didn't call very many right. run plays. Right. Can he run block? I think that he can. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about the transition, I think for a lot of them that's the big one. Okay. At a certain point, like Russ Grimm used to say. Can, can you move a man from point A to point B <laughs> mm-hmm. against his will? Right. That's what it's about. That's what offensive line play is about. In pass protection, you're just keeping him away from people. You're shielding, you're absorbing, whatever. But in the run game, can I move that guy mm-hmm. from a spot he wants to hold? That's what. That's the transition. And that's what we'll see. That's what that's we'll it. see. Well, hey, Charles, it's always great to catch up with you. Enjoy your time here in Vegas. Already enjoying it. <laughs> Going to enjoy it more when we get down to it and the commissioner goes in. Right. Puts Jacksonville officially on the clock. There you go. Well, enjoy it, and we'll be checking you out. I appreciate your time. I always appreciate yours. Great to see you. You too, my man. Thank you man. so much. Great to see you. There he goes right there, Charles Davis from the NFL Network. Good dude. Always got a smile on his face. That's one thing about Charles. Always has a smile on his face. Loves his job. Loves what he does. And I always feel the same way. Like, how do you, how can you not love this? How can you not love what we do? You know, just having the opportunity to be able to say that, yeah, I was working since 745 this morning, but look what I've been doing. Look what I've been doing. Look how much fun it is. It's a grind, sure. It's a fun grind, though. So I can always appreciate when I see CD. He's always, you know, sometimes we see him at the facility, uh, Intermountain Healthcare. Sometimes we see him at Allegiant, you know, and always has a smile on his face. So, Definitely appreciate his time. Appreciate his insight. A lot of good stuff from him. A lot of good takeaways. So Raider Nation, we will definitely want to hear from you. We still got more on the way, but 702-365-9200. I love the way that we've just been navigating in between interviews and calls and texts. Good stuff. We are locked and loaded wall-to-wall NFL draft as it is going down tomorrow. Bellagio Fountain, uh, the behind the link. I mean, there's so much going on, so much action. Las Vegas Boulevard. Be a part of all of it. Now, if you're going to be a part of it, you might want to get there early and you might want to be careful where you drive because <laughs> it's going to be a little bit more difficult, but that's minor. You can overcome that. We still got on the way. I had a one-on-one conversation with linebacker from Utah, Devin Lloyd. He's a guy that's expected to go pretty high in the draft, a guy that I also had my eye on for the Raiders. If they still had a first-round pick, they don't, but uh want to talk about a dude that's got his head on straight, got a good conversation, good Good, strong mind and great foundation. That's Devin Lloyd. You'll hear that conversation about 3.30, but we do want to hear from you. What has you excited? What has you fired up about this year's draft that gets kicked off tomorrow? 3.19 is the time. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? 
man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the just the jersey or just the just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Already heard from Coach David Shaw, Stanford head football coach on the show. Also heard from the big man, the defensive tackle from Georgia, Jordan Davis. Charles Davis from the NFL Network. Heard from him. Still on the way, my one-on-one conversation with Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. Do got a couple callers and a couple texts that I want to get to before we get to that conversation with Devin Lloyd. And uh, let's hit the let's hit the Sam and Ash text line real quick at 69187, keyword R&R. Don't get me wrong. I'm very happy that the Raiders traded for Devontae Adams, but listening to all of you and Vinny's amazing draft coverage kind of has me really wishing we still had those picks. And I'll say, I get it. You know, a part of me wishes that the Raiders were going to be on the clock at number 22 as well in the, in for, in the first round. Just so, you know, you can see everyone get amped up, fired up, and see who the player is. But when you think about the proven commodity that is Devontae Adams, you realize, yeah, I think I think the team's all right. Yeah, people just want to be a part of the fun. Right. Facts. Facts. No doubt about it. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's, that's – uh, I understand, especially with all the coverage that we provided. I mean, it's kind of cool to go ahead and get a guy and be like, hey, that's the guy they were just talking about on the radio. But you know what? There's a lot of guys we've talked about in the later rounds that they still have an opportunity to go pick. Real quick, this is that one time when your mama say we got McDonald's at home. Yeah. And she's not wrong. It's better <laughs> than McDonald's. Right. There you go. I like that. I like that. That's a good little – Good little comparison there. Nothing wrong with that. DeMond from left field with that one. That would work. And then uh, one more text. I don't know why, but I have a feeling that Ziegler and McDaniels are going to find a way to at least get late first or early second round pick. And I'm hoping Andrew Booth falls because of his injury and they swoop on him. I I would be shocked if they get into the first round. I really would be. Maybe they move up into the second round. Could be a possibility. But... Well, I mean that that's that's for Friday. You know, we'll we'll find that out. Uh, can't wait to see how Thursday shakes out, and then kind of go back, revisit it. You know, reanalyze the board, put the big board together, and say, okay, these are the guys that we're targeting. These are the guys that are still left. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line at seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. Talk to our guy Robert in the five five nine calling from Fresno. Robert, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Q and Demond? Um, I'm just calling up, man. I just want to tell you guys. I hope you guys have a great day tomorrow. I know being in Vegas, you guys will be able to experience everything. So I just wanted to give you guys a shout-out, and I hope that you guys have a great day and have fun. Drink some Modelo's for me. I'm going to be at home chilling, drinking some Modelo's with little Drew. Uh, Drew don't drink, but uh, he'll be drinking <laughs> some, some chocolate milk. Right. And little, Rob, little Rob will be chilling, and we're just going to watch the draft. And, and when our pick comes up in the third round, I, uh, I that'll probably be not tomorrow, but I'm just saying yeah, like, Friday, you know, yep. in, the, in the yeah in the third round. Uh man, I don't really honestly, man. Since we got Devontae, I really don't care who we get. We could get Q Myers, and I'll be cheering for him, man. I heard that. So, me, me too. <laughs> so, so, hey, so you guys, I just want to tell you guys, have a great day tomorrow. Enjoy it. Soak it all in, man. It's it's awesome. It's in Vegas. Um, so uh, and I just give a shout out to all my Raider Nation guys out there. I hope you guys enjoy tomorrow. The draft is huge. With your families, if you're in Vegas, have fun. Be safe. Uh, shout out to Fargo Raider. Shout out to 211. And my boy, uh, El Paso Raider. Go Raiders. Raiders for life, baby. Hey, Robert, before we let you go, man, hey, where you, uh, where you at in Fresno, man? Where you representing in the 559? 
I'm actually in a town called Fowler. You know where Fowler's at? Yeah, yeah, I know Fowler. Yeah, no doubt about yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I'm over here. Um, I, I grew up over here, coached high school football here. My kid, little Rob's playing high school football and baseball right now, and little Drew plays baseball. But I'm over here in Fowler, man. All right, well, hold it down, man. We appreciate the call, no doubt about it. You know, I always got to check in on my 559 guys, man. I got to check in on the roots. That's taking it back right there. You know, I got to do that. DeMond always looked like, oh, here this guy goes. I bet you know where downtown Fresno's at. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. I've been there plenty of times. <laughs> Used to go out there. You know, they got the baseball team out there. They got the uh, the minor league team. Yeah, that Man, they, they got a cool little spot out there. They uh, Matter of fact, uh, ESPN used to be at downtown Fresno, uh, but I think they moved or something. But anyway, yeah, it's a good little spot, man. I'm glad you, you like to stir things up, man. Keep stirring it up. Who we got up next, man? We got Raider X up next. Raider X, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What up, man? <laughs> you guys are clowning, man. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, I just want to start off by giving you guys props, man. You guys always get me stirred up with your intros, man. I, I cannot say I love any other intro more than that, that Tim Brown uh, clip of <laughs> what it means to be a Raider. I mean, just hearing Timmy talk about, you know, what it means to be in the brotherhood of a Raider – you know, I think that also truly encompasses what we feel as Raider Nation. I mean, we, and you know, listening to all the callers, one thing we all have in common, it's a brotherhood. It's a family. And hopefully, you know, all this time being on the radio next to Q, you know, DeMond might, you know, finally, finally, you know, come on over and say, you know, it, no, remember the Titans. It'll be, remember, I was a Titan fan. <laughs> and go ahead and be part of the silver and black and say, hey, you know what? Let's do it for Kayla. You know, I'm going to be a Raider fan. <laughs> You know, I'm just saying. But anyways, man, get back to the topic, man. The topic at hand. I love um, it. <laughs> what, 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 hey, I, I mean, I got much love for you, Demond. You know what? Because you know, you'd be a true asset to the Raider Nation. A true asset, man. Because I think you're coming out large, man. I love everything you're bringing. Because you know, you're too, you're truly tough life, man. I love the polish that we're putting on this stone. Anyways, going back, um, you know what I'm looking forward to in this draft is the unpredictability. Um, I, I think that all the callers, even the, the, the cat on the, the, the Sam and the Ash uh, text line, you know, I think there's going to be something up. I mean, next year, you got to figure, we're getting better. We're going to be better. We're, you know, going to be drafting what a, basically a low two, a very high at the, at the top of the one. If we can drop down to a low two, I mean, you look at some of the cats. I mean, Merrick, I mean, where was he grabbed? I mean, mm-hmm. and this guy's going to be a star. I mean, we can, something can happen. If you find somebody that can actually provide it why not you know give away a one and like you like you've stated before our, our our record ain't that good you know obviously this new new regime will we'll see the proof is in the pudding but what we can do if we can grab somebody that can truly contribute from day one roll it man but i but i feel like i think fargo raider uh you know he he nailed it you know when we when they call that draft pick you know you know all we got blackjack blackjack <laughs> <laughs> guys man i'm excited because I, I think it's going to be unpredictable and i love that you know we're going to have this radio station there centrally located and have you catch on the radio giving that insight to the ambiance the insight the behind the scenes stuff it's going to be like no other draft for the raider nation before so you know i appreciate you guys thank you for the grind i appreciate all the insight and congrats to both you guys on coming up keep on going man
All right, thank, Raider, Raider X out. thank you so much, Raider X. Appreciate the call, man. I'm glad that we can uh, entertain, man, because that's what we're here for, man. We're At the end of the day, we're here to entertain. We are entertainers, entertainers in an entertainment business. So uh, we like to have fun. We also like to provide uh, the best coverage possible, and I think we do a really good job top to bottom here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Let's hit the phone lines one more time, 702-365-9200. Who's up? Dave B in the 757. Yo, Dave B, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, hey, Q, what's up, man? Hey, I appreciate you having me on. Hey, so truth be told, I've got, you know, a little bit of a man crush on my man Q, you know, just because of everything you do for 920 and the pod. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that, right? But knowing that you're a fellow Monterey Bay guy from Seaside, yep. you know, makes it all the more sweeter. And speak, speaking of Monterey Bay, hey, Jake from Monterey, keep calling in, my man. It's so refreshing to hear someone from that area with that much excitement mm-hmm. and that much insight to add to everything, you know. And I know you'd appreciate having them on a little bit more. But yes. uh, onto the draft, we are all really, really excited. And you know, I think I think it's going to be interesting to see if any of the picks that we had in all the mocks that we've done over and over and over again, you know, come to fruition. So I don't know if you're, Q, if you're keeping tally on people who have submitted their uh, mock draft picks and trying to compare what the actual draft holds and kind of see how, you know, who, who the best, uh, you know, picker amongst the nation is. <laughs> right. Uh, are you thinking about doing that? Yeah, I got a little something. I got a little something. Some uh, I don't have every one of them. You know, I'm not going to be able to go through all of them, but I have a pretty good idea of where a lot of people uh, their thoughts are and, and their you know where they think that the Raiders could go uh, in the later rounds. And so there's there's kind of a consensus with most of the picks. Not all of them, obviously, but there's a lot of them that are pretty pretty close. And I'll say this: I think that if the Raiders stay pat and they have their five picks that they have starting in round three, pick number 86, I do believe that guys that we have mentioned. At least three of the guys that we've mentioned on the show, on the podcast, whatever the case may be, text it in, tweet it in, whatever it is, are going to come up. I just think the Raider Nation is that sharp when it comes to the players. And I think we all pretty much have a good idea of what the Raiders are going to be looking for as far as offensive tackle, you know, uh, cornerback. I think linebacker is in line. I think uh, another wide receiver at some point. Not that they need a wide receiver, but still to have that depth. And, and, and then, you know, maybe other maybe a possibly a quarterback, you know, just, just to have a backup quarterback. Like I said, I, I look at a guy like Brock Purdy, EJ Perry. I don't think they're going to be guys that are going to be long-term quarterbacks for the Raiders, but I could see him being a long-term backup. My guy would be Jason Poe, the guard out of Mercer. Okay. If they get him maybe in the fifth round. I'll be like, that'll be my pick of like, they, that boy going to be somebody. Okay. Okay. I got, if I pick one guy, I'm man, I'm so torn too. I hate this. I'm torn between Fedarian Mathis from Alabama, and I'm torn between uh, him in the third round. I think that uh, I think that uh, Tariq Woolen uh, out of UTSA, the corner. I think he's a possibility in that round. Uh, and then uh, Daniel Falele is a guy that mm. you know he talked about uh, a man crush. I kind of have a man crush on him because I think that he he could be just a massive offensive lineman, but he's got to he's he's got to grow. Not, and I don't mean in size; <laughs> I just mean in talent and, and, and repetition. He's not big enough. <laughs> he to be seven feet tall. Get your ass up there! No, just kidding. But no, I just I just think that he just needs to continue to work on his craft. He could absolutely be a heck of a player. So uh, those are just a couple of the guys that are on my mind. One guy that hey would look real good in the silver and black. He's from Utah, linebacker, heck of a player. He's going to be getting his name called on day one, I do believe. That's Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. I had an opportunity to catch up with him earlier today. Here with Devin Lloyd, linebacker. 
preparing for the NFL draft. We're out here. It's a beautiful day. How's this whole process been, especially just kind of going through after the season wrapped up and you going through the, you know, private workouts, all that other stuff that you've gone through to be where you are right now? Yeah, um, I've been taking it day by day and enjoying the experience, enjoying the ride. Um, I've seen a lot of family. I've been around a lot of family. Normally, I'm pretty tied down around this time, so um, that's been good. And meeting a lot of, you know, new people, um, Mm -hmm. so that's been good as well. That's been a fun experience. Um, More than anything, I'm just trying to continue to to progress, continue Mm -hmm. to elevate myself as a person, as a player. Um, Find out where I'm going. Right, You know, that's going to be fun. Uh, And really just enjoying every day, really. What does it mean to you when that phone rings, when they call you and say, hey, we want you to come to whatever organization it is and we want you to be that leader on the yeah. field? What's that going to mean to you? Um, it's going to mean so much just because of the amount of time and effort I put into it and how passionate I am about this. And my parents know, my family knows it. They know how special it is to me. So how special it's going to be for them makes it even more special for me. Um, and, I mean, really, I'm just excited for all this to, to finally unfold years and years of hard work. You know, you were just talking to a young man. You were telling him to, to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Where does that wisdom come from? Um, shoot, my my parents, um, you know, for one, my mom and my dad, they always instilled confidence into me. Mm-hmm. They always um, told me that it doesn't matter what I set my mind to, I can do it. Um, and then from there, um, growing up with that, you know, encouragement, um, that positive reinforcement, and then going off to college and, you know, learning a lot about, you know, what life is all about you right. know um you know it just led me to make good decisions and fall into um you know knowledge about being uncomfortable and mm-hmm. i just kept building on top of it has that allowed you to deal with adversity that you may have to deal with because look we all deal with adversity mm-hmm. in life but yeah. that knowledge in your head knowing that hey i can overcome this a hundred percent a hundred percent and that adversity you face you know when you have the mindset that um You're going to get through it and Mm -hmm. you're going to attack it, you know, and it's going to be uncomfortable and you're still going to be fine. Um, Having that that reassurance that you're going to get through it is huge. It's really everything because it can make or break you depending on, you know, the severity of whatever you're going through. So, um, you know, having a strong mindset is essential. And that's just in life. How much Mm -hmm. does that help you translate onto the field and lead men? Yeah. And I think life and football correlate, you know they go hand in hand for me and that's the way I look at it and so you know any any even small victory I accomplish you know off the field you know I think that translates directly to on the field and um you know the things I learned on the field you know can translate off the field so um like I said they go hand in hand and you know they teach me a lot right you got your family and friends here to yeah mom dad um pretty much all their family from both sides a lot of my friends yeah um it's crazy I've never seen all this family, all my family in one spot. <laughs> right. Like, but they're celebrating you. Yeah, they are. You they know? They are. And I was talking, when we had a good talk last night and just, you know, being there with everybody, they're so proud. And I'm just grateful to, you know, see the looks on their faces and, you mm-hmm. know, feel how proud they are. Well, soak it in, man. Soak it in. Enjoy it. You've Thank earned you. it. You're here. You know, obviously it's going to be a, a massive job after you get called, yeah. but enjoy this, this ride, it's man. just starting. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you. There he goes right there. Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. He's going to hear his name called pretty early tomorrow. Uh, excited about his journey and the next step. And the one thing I've noticed uh, from covering these guys and going to these uh, events at multiple drafts, whether it's Philadelphia, whether it's Arlington, uh, Nashville, Chicago, I've been to all of these, been covering these drafts really since it's been on the circuit. You know, I didn't make it to Cleveland last year, but uh, been to a lot of these, right? And, and it's just, it's a blessing. But I think the, Ever since probably 2019, when I talked to Josh Jacobs, 
these guys are so smart. And I'm not trying to say that people before them weren't, but I'm just noticing from the conversation that we're having. If you heard from Jordan Davis earlier when he was talking about, hey, we're going to have generational wealth. Not that that's the motivation, but look, it's not just me making it. Everyone's making it. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like, and when I talked to Josh Jacobs, he said, I had I mentioned, what do you think about playing for the Raiders? Like, hey, they're going to be in Las Vegas and they don't have state income tax. It just seems like they are learning so much at such a young age and they're using that knowledge to help themselves, but also the rest of their family. But you say that the players are smarter now coming into the league. I think the older players, they would know that. They would accept that. That documentary broke that ESPN had, that 30 for 30. Yeah. They didn't make it for no reason. That's true. That's, that's facts. That's facts. And like I said, I'm not, not trying to at all take shots at anyone else. It's just from what I'm hearing. And, and like I said, it's, maybe it's just standing out to me more. Maybe because I'm getting older too. And I can appreciate that they're smarter at a much younger age than I was. I, I mean, I, I never started getting smart until probably a couple of years ago. <laughs> I mean, I'll be the first to admit that. You know, I, uh, you know, it, it took me a, a long time to figure out what's important and, and, and what you need to have to be able to be successful, you know, in, in your craft and also, you know, just in life. But these guys really sound like that they're, they're going into this thing with their head on 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 on, a, on straight. And when I heard Devin Lloyd, I'm, I promise you, this is how the whole conversation came up. There was a young man that, that interviewed him right before me. I was standing there patiently waiting. And after he was done, he's like, hey. I want to start my own, you know, make like sports media type outlet. What does it take to be a leader? That's what he asked him. When Devin Lloyd said, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I just think that that's powerful, right? I just think that that's powerful. And you, you've been in many media sessions. You're not going to hear that conversation post game. You're not going to hear that during training camp. You're not going to, you're not going to hear that kind of card. That's why these kind of things, these settings are awesome because these guys are still just being themselves, letting their hair down, and just talking the real of, of how they feel. And when Josh Jacobs was talking about, back in 2019, about what he's seen, what he's learned, coming from Tulsa, Oklahoma, the struggles and adversity he dealt with with his pops, you know, raising them and, you know, being homeless, sleeping in the car, that kind of experience. And now you see where Josh Jacobs is today and what he's done, and he's got a camp coming up. It's just these guys, to me, I'm just very impressed not all of them, obviously. There's knuckleheads still, obviously. But there's a lot of these dudes, man, that are really good and really intelligent upstairs. And they've got a lot going on. And they're going to make it. And uh, that's, that's, that's why I root for them. That's why I get excited. Talking to them and getting to, to know the person, not just the player. 342 is the time. When we come back, we'll close out the show. If we got a call or two, we'll definitely take that at 702-365-9200 plus a couple texts on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. But when we come back as well, we'll close things out with Sauce Gardner, defensive back number one, in my opinion. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Before the show is over, I definitely want to get into the conversation about Slow Jam James. I definitely got to get into that conversation before the show's over. So hopefully we have a few more minutes. I'm sure we will. I guess if I don't tell a bunch of stories, we'll have plenty of time. But we're going to work it out. We've had a fantastic show so far. Coach David Shaw from Stanford, uh, he checked in on the show. Uh, also heard from Jordan Davis, the big man, the big defensive tackle from Georgia. Charles Davis from the NFL Network, heard from him. Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah, also heard from him. And Will, before the show gets wrapped up, hear from Sauce 
Gardner, defensive back number one, in my opinion, from Cincinnati, who was actually around town earlier today. Vegas Jess ran into him at uh, Raising Cane's. Uh, he was like working the drive through there, uh, getting a little extra. I love Raising Cane's, by the way. Yeah. It's one of my favorite spots, man. I love Little Q loves Raising Cane's, man. I took when we were in Texas, he was like, hey, let's dad, let's go to uh, Cane's before you go on the air. I said, all right, no problem. So I took him there. I thought he was going to get a box. Man's got like an eight. He got like an eight finger piece or whatever it is. The right? Caniac. Yes. And he's like, that's the one I'm going to get. How many, how many fingers is in that? Like eight or nine? I want to say it's eight. Yeah. I was like, you ain't going to eat all that. Because normally I'll get, you know, I'll get three or four and I'll, I'm pretty full. I was like, man, you ain't going to eat all that. He's like, I will. I said, like, no, you won't. And that boy ate all that. And then someone's like, hey, you going to eat that? And I was like, damn, can I get my own bread, man? <laughs> I remember, like, I don't know, I think it was the Josh <laughs> Jacobs event. Yeah. But um, one, oh, of, yeah. one of the Canes workers like, hey, you guys are doing such a great job. You know, like, here are a couple of um. Yeah, I coupon- got those, like, matter of uh, fact. I'm I, going right after the show. You know Good what? Because I, I gave you a couple. You sure like, I'm not going to be greedy. <laughs> but I was thinking, I was like, you don't need these. You sure right. You got a little bit more bread than me. I hey, need man, these. Hey, man, no, man. I, <laughs> I Q was broke, immediate. brother. Q I was broke. immediately. Hey, look, dog. Look, dog. <laughs> you always remember where you came from, and I'm still there, man. I am renting. Remember that. I do not buy. I do not purchase. I saw Bart Scott on the way in, right? I drove in after the event, and he was leaving the station. He goes, oh, I see you, big money. I was like, big money. You the man. Man, you talking about you got company here, company there, companies. Brother, I work for a company. <laughs> you own companies. I'm my own boss, huh? <laughs> right. Facts. Got this text. Q, as of right now, switching my allegiance to Raider Nation football. My devoted focus is now to switch my boo, Demond, to the dark side of Raider Nation. That's what I call true love. Sincerely, Kayla. Kayla is a, a fixture on the show. Kayla's never been talked about so much. I used to date a girl named Kayla, and I didn't mention her <laughs> name as many times <laughs> as we talk about Kayla, for Kayla on this show. That is hilarious. I love it. One more quick text from Jess Wind Wendy. Hey, everybody in Raider Nation. Don't forget to yell Devante at number 22 whenever you're watching the draft. Q, you'll laugh at me. I was so intently listening to you and Damon. I just pulled off of 80 on 66. Old habits never die. No, Wendy, we're not going to the Coliseum. Had to go the long way. San Leandro Boulevard to 98th. We'll be in Vegas soon. Just when Wendy, she's popping on the airplane and headed to the 702, ready to check out the, the draft. And that's so funny. Because, man, every time I pass the Coliseum, whenever I'm on 880, 80, whatever it is, I always want to go to. I always want to get off and, and head right to the Coliseum. But, no, nah, Wendy, you got to make your way to Vegas. And uh, when you get here, we'll uh, welcome you with open arms. Can't wait till you get here. Uh, make sure you drive safe and get on that plane and, and be good to go. Now, with all that being said, let's go ahead. It's only a couple minutes left in the show, but there's only a couple minutes in this uh, conversation right here with Sauce Gardner, the cornerback from Cincinnati. And uh, the guy that was originally talking to him before I talked to him uh, was in the New York media. So he was covering and talking about Sauce possibly going to the New York Jets because that's where a lot of mock drafts have him going to New York. So the guy asked him straight up, hey, how will you handle that New York media? And Demond's eyes got really big. What happened? What happened? We are having oh come on a bit of a technical issue. No, not with Sauce Gardner. Not with Sauce Gardner. Yeah, we are ha- to be. I'll let people behind the scenes here. The computer is frozen. Wow, really? Not moving a bit. What about okay? You have you have Sauce on the email. Yes, I will try. Now, pull it up. Don't try. Right. Just go ahead and pull it up. I'll talk. 
I'll talk. I will say this as Vinny's coming up next. I did hear Vinny say the other day, he was talking. I think you guys were talking to Brad Spielberger for Pro Football Focus, and he was asking about some guys in the draft. And he's like, Hey, where do you think my guy Sauce Gardner is going to go? And I was like, Wait a minute, that's my guy. Why is everybody claiming sauce now? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, Vinny has some good stuff. He has a mock draft that uh, that he put out earlier today on the Review Journal, so he'll definitely be uh, uh, talking about that coming up on the show. And hopefully, hopefully we'll hear from Sauce before it's all said and done, before this show gets wrapped up. Of course, we have tomorrow as well, and we still have to hear from Kayvon Thibodeau, Edge out of Oregon. Also, Joel Klatt, uh, college analyst working for NFL Network and Fox. Oh, by the way, how about Daniel Jeremiah? Going to hear from him as well. That'll all come up on tomorrow's show. And remember, Raider Nation, we only got an hour show tomorrow. One hour long, one hour strong. That's what we got. Because we're going to be pitching the show from two after 3 o'clock. We're going to pitch the show to Dre's, JT the Brick, Jason Fitz from ESPN, and, of course, Eric Allen, former Raider, will all be on the, the call from 3 to 5 p.m. leading you up to the very first or the beginning of the draft, not the first pick, but leading you right up to the draft, the beginning. They'll be at Dre's doing that. Uh, myself and DeMond will be downtown. Then we'll make our way to Dre's as well. And then on Friday, uh, 2 to 4 p.m., it'll be JT the Brick, myself, Eric Allen, and I think Kirk Morrison will be part of it as well. And I'm glad I mentioned Kirk Morrison. And let me know if we do have the sauce audio because I do want to get to it before the show's over. Do we have it? Let's try. Okay. Let Here me, goes nothing. Oh, all right, hold on. But but the first question was asked about Sauce being able to deal with the the expectations, the scrutiny of being in New York. Man, it'd be easy. Like my main focus is football. All the extra stuff, that's just extra stuff. It's not like I'm going on my way to chase all of it. You know, it's not like I'm putting football aside to chase it. Because without football, I wouldn't even get to that. You know, that position. So. You know, it's all about football, you know, and I, my love for the game is everlastingly strong. You know, uh, I'm always going to have a strong passion for the game. Like I said, the older I get, the better I want to get. I don't want to be one of the guys get about 30 and this is, oh, yeah, he's he's about to retire. At 30, I want to be playing my best. I want to be better than I was when I was 25. You don't see a lot of great 30s and something you're all I know, but <laughs> I'm different. <laughs> Where's that love and passion for football come from originally? Growing up. Watching my brother, uh, my, my older brother used to play. I used to just want to be just like him. You know, um, when I got the nickname, I remember I got the nickname Sauce. I just used to always, yeah, my name's Sauce, this, this, and that. You know, and I always just used to feel good about saying that. And always just wanted to be the best. Like, always wanted to be the best in football. I started playing when I was six with my little league team, and the requirements were seven. Yeah. So I wasn't even supposed to be playing. That's how much I love football, so... It's, it's, it's just getting stronger and stronger. What has this journey been like for you from being small, being, like you said, six, starting out, and then college, which you did in Cincinnati last year, to where you are right now, getting ready to hear your name called? Man, it's been great. It's all God. Like I said, man, I overcame a lot of adversity. I was always on the bottom of the depth chart and just fought my way up in high school and in college. So I wouldn't want it any other way than, than now. You know, I put all the work in, unseen work, unrequired hours. You know, the intrinsic motivation is there, so I don't see myself slowing down no time soon. How do you keep that edge? And just putting the work in. Yeah. You know, just knowing your why and who you do it for and why you're doing it, you know. That's always going to how you keep the edge because if you're true to yourself and, and know why you're doing it, then you ain't going to have no choice but to keep going. There he is right there. That's my dude. Sauce Gardner, I've been talking about him for a very long time. And, look, he's going to be off the board probably two, three, maybe four, you know, at the most. But – Again, I talked about the intelligence of these guys, and do you hear what he said? He's talking about, you know, you got to know the why, who you're doing it for. 
You know, you got to keep that edge. I want to be the best at, at, at 30. I want to keep getting better. Not, not on my decline. I want to keep getting better. I've been playing football since six. I was supposed to be seven to be able to play, but I wanted to play. I, I just had that passion. One thing that uh, I learned about Sauce, uh, I talked to him the other day when I was on ESPN. He said, hey, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I'm good. I'm not worried about the glitz and glamour of New York. I'm not worried about the glitz and glamour of Las Vegas. I'm here to handle my business. I just love where these guys' heads are at. At such a young age, those are the guys that are going to succeed. Those are the guys that are going to take their game to the next level. So many thanks to Sauce Gardner for giving me a few minutes earlier today. So a, stud, a star-studded show today, Coach David Shaw, Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah, Sauce Gardner you just heard from, cornerback from Cincinnati. Also, Jordan Davis, defensive tackle from Georgia, Charles Davis, NFL Network, all those were on today's show. Tomorrow, Daniel Jeremiah, Joel Clack, Kayvon Thibodeau, plus more. We'll join the show. Vinny Boston, yours up next on the Wheels of Steel, man. 4 to 6 p.m. Riding it out with DeMond. This is Rare Nation Radio 920.